Welcome to We Are Doomed, a Sakura Rangers podcast where we focus on conventions, cosplay, and nerddom in general. Who are we? Well, let me tell you a tale, son. I'm Dane, the Blue Ranger. And I am Tyler, the Black Ranger. I'm Robert. I'm the Red Ranger. And hi, I'm Cole, the Green Ranger. And we have absolutely no guests this time. Why bother? We're manly enough. Why bother? It's the first all guy podcast in a long time. All guy, all ranger, manly. But men. Manly men. Just lots of guys and men talking about things and. Yeah. And it tights. Grunting. Tight tights. So we're talking about sewing this week? Yes, yes. Show of hands. Who knows how to sew? Not me. I can't see it anyways, but yeah, yeah, I can't see that. Damn, I put my hand up in everything. So let's see. We got some we got some stuff here. We got some some rules of comedy, we got some upcoming conventions and some other topics of the of the night. Okay. So going forward, rules me. of con. Or whoever's taking over. Yeah, I'm doing this. Okay, so let's go into conventions for the coming week. Oh, yeah, let's uh, upcoming conventions. Let's, let's upcoming conventions. So let's start with Arc- uh, Arcanas in, um, in Little Rock, Arkansas. KotariCon in Sewell, New Jersey. Anime Zap in East Penoria, Illinois. IzumiCon in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Uh, Sac Anime in Sacramento, California. TayoCon in Mesa, Arizona. Uh, let's see here. Unconventional convention in Omaha, um, nice. Nebraska, and the Asian Karaoke Idol Invitational in Philadelphia. I really want to go to the unconventional convention just because of the name. That sounds Karaoke. really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's also Wizard World Comic Con. In New Orleans, which is actually on the 6th, so next Tuesday, starts next Tuesday and goes till the 8th. The Comic Book Show, which is jan- on January 7th. Or, well, that's January. I'm a couple. I'm a whole fucking month ahead. Whoopsie. Um, never mind. There's absolutely those are all next month, so I don't have to worry about that for another month. But yeah, that's it. You don't have to worry about it for another month or another year. Yeah, those are all literally next year, so don't worry about it. Because uh, I just realized for some stupid reason I, I scrolled way too far ahead. So that was all. I'm going to restart this whole segment again because I fucked up. I was going to say, Cole, that was like the most professional reading that you've done ever. Uh, like you even got all the states right and you only stumbled a little bit for like a second with Nebraska. It's like, oh, I'm so proud of you. And then, nope, fucked up. They're okay. all from. I literally had accidentally uh, come, done all the ones from January. Oh, boo! Shame. Yeah, from the Put beginning him... of January, yeah. Go to There's the shame corner. Something wrong. I was wondering why it was the middle of the week. I'm like, no, it's not because it's the middle of the week. <laughs> okay, December. Uh, I want the 8th. There's literally nothing next week. There's one con. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Upcoming conventions! Blah! Alright, what? There's you... nothing else. No, seriously, there's nothing else. Alright, three... Okay, let's try it again. No, no, no. Not, not all stays in. Fucking leave it. Okay, we're doing it live. 
Fine. Okay, so the actually so that's, I'm that, that's the joy. That's the essence of these cons. It's not about learning what cons it up. It's about you you being your natural pure self, unadulterated Cole. We gotta see him. We gotta let him be him. He gotta go. He's gotta say his things. He's gotta do it. Tyler, shut up. Uh, but any, but so in any case, right though, for, for next, for next, that's all for next beginning of next month. But no, for the one that's coming up this coming weekend, this all, literally only one, the Sanguaya Project in Pittsburgh, PA, in Pittsburgh. That's about it. There's literally nothing else. Wait, 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 hold on. The Sanjaya Project, the crappy singer from American Idol with the bad hair. Sangawa, yeah. Sangawa. Okay, okay. It's like what? Why the? How the hell did they give him a convention? Why are we Oof. talking about that? Who friggin' we knows? Here at, yeah, we here at Soccer Rangers do not endorse, or do not endorse, nor acknowledge the existence of one known as Sanjaya. I literally okay. have no idea who it is, so I don't care. Just don't even try Googling it. You'll be really depressed. And coming up for big con news, is, did you know that glomps are the leading cause of shingles? And it does I did not me. know that, but it makes so much sense. I got shingles right after a convention. But anyway, going back to me, so I can finish my clothes. If you're going to <laughs> did this, you know, one, did you know this... shingles is a type of herpes? Shut up. Yes, you can you get herpes from glomping. Can I can, can I close my fucking topic, please? <laughs> Sorry, Cole. I thought you were done. No, I, I wasn't. Were, so I thought, anyway, I to finish up. Already. So to finish the one, it's like if you're going to this one convention or any of the other ones that I we, that I randomly mentioned, make sure to have fun, be safe, and of course follow the red ten rules of con. And now you guys can talk about her, her, Shingles herpes. Okay, okay. Can okay. I just go and oh add a little God. addendum to what Dang. how to what Cole just said there. And please don't break the space time continuum. If you find yourself at those other conventions before they actually happen, please don't come back. We don't need a paradox. You just show up and it's just like an empty convention or some kind of other convention that is currently going on. Yeah. Also, uh, don't get don't get herpes. Or hingles. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Soccer Rangers does not endorse herpes. Alright, guys. So evening subject. Have reboots gone too far? Ugh. Can, can oh I man! Say yes, sleep at that. <laughs> All right, Rob, take it away then. Yeah, I, I don't know. This was my suggestion this week, and I, I, I have to seriously ask the question: Have reboots gone too far? Don't get me wrong. There's been a few of them that I've been really happy with. Uh, great example: the Godzilla movie that came out about two years ago. That was a nice, fresh take on an existing property that I feel like respected the original and made itself different enough that it could be considered its own property if it wasn't for, you know, what they were calling it. But then I look at some of the news that's come out of the last couple of days. The teaser trailer for The Mummy, the third remake, or I should say the second remake, the third version of The Mummy they're doing. Many of us would probably remember the Brandon Fraser one and had a lot of fun with that. Now mm-hmm. Tom Cruise. What? It's going to be I like mean, Mission Impossible, the mummy version. Yeah, pretty Why much. Why would Tom Cruise... That, mm, eh, mm, what, if the mm. Vin, what if Vin Diesel was in the mummy? They cast him instead. He oh, would drive awesome. through the, the pyramids with his, like, I don't know, his Mustang or whatever the heck he drives. Now, you see, I'd watch that. I would watch it, the sh- it, <laughs> I would watch the hell out was, of that. Yeah. I mean, The Rock would be in it anyways, right? Uh, As, like, the Scorpion King. King. (laughs) Right, yeah, Rock was already in it, so... Yeah, he was was already in Fast and the Furious, so it works. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. Did you guys see uh, what the hell was it? Last Witch Hunter. The la- oh, I have not seen I that did. one yet. Yeah. yeah, that's Vin Diesel. That's exact. That's pretty much what Vin Diesel would be like. That's in that movie. It's a. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's Vin Diesel in any fantasy movie would be what he would be like in the Last Witch Hunter. Yeah. So, go watch that movie, and then you kind of know how it'd be like. If yeah, with Vin, D- Vin Diesel, he was also like he plays lots of D and D and stuff too. Yeah, really, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so we had that come out. They're now planning, and I cannot believe this. They've already got a director, and they're working on going and getting a release date locked in. Now, there's going to be an all female reboot of. Take a guess. Insert the name of the new property that's going to be coming out. They've got a director that just signed on. Star Wars. Care, Be- Care Bears. Um, 21 Jump Street. He wins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 21 I was Jump to, I completely Street. forgot what it was because you told me before. And I was like, wait a second. What the hell is it? Yeah. yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, they're doing it. Wait, what, wait, when did this last one just come out? It was just like... Like four years ago was when I think the first one came out. And then... I think it was two years ago that 22 Jump Street came out, which I will say is the ultimate example of an unnecessary movie that was totally worth the price of admission. Man, the second one was really good. It was yeah, so self-aware. Yeah, I don't know why they felt the need to make that movie, but goddamn if I am not happy about the fact that they did. I loved that thing. That one managed to justify its existence, but I don't know. And it's got nothing to do with the all-female cast side of things. It's just... Why do we need to reboot something that we just rebooted less than half a decade ago? I don't understand this. You really don't have to. And, like, people are like, these movies are flopping where they do these reboots. I mean, Ghostbusters flopped at the box office. I mean, I personally haven't seen it. I haven't seen Ghostbusters, the new one. So I I can't say if it was a good movie or not or just neutral. But sales Um, were terrible for it. I got to talk about Ghostbusters. Yeah. And I feel like that is an appropriate thing to talk about. So please, Tyler, take the floor. These are the things I have to say about it. Um, the kind of movie it is, it was funny, it was actiony, and that's what you see in movies nowadays. In the era we're in, all our movies, like you look at all the uh, um, from like the farthest one away, is like uh, Men in Black was really funny, but also actiony. Uh, Avengers was funny, but it's also really actiony. Uh, what just came out that was really funny, but also actiony. Um, Oh, uh, Doctor Strange. Like, mm-hmm. that's the thing, is, like, this great balance of, like, they found a way to balance movies that are really funny and make you enjoy it, but also have really cool action in them. Yeah. Uh, Ghostbusters was exactly that. And the new Ghostbusters movie had a whole lot of homage, uh, especially the song. Like, the... Like, they, they did a whole lot of... Uh, allusions to that song various throughout like the one one of the things was like a piano was falling through about the fallen of them and it did the little diddle on the piano another one the uh uh, uh the tv just magically turns on and it's like who are you gonna call and then it goes into that and it was like oh not this again and it's just like if this movie if there wasn't the previous ghostbusters movie and this was an original title it would have sold really well exactly those those homages to the original movie wouldn't be homages anymore. They'd be setting the kind of meme for the movie. And then those would no longer, those wouldn't be coming homages. They would originally be, um, the, what the word am I looking for? 
the tropes. They'd be setting tropes and not making homages. Um, and so, if you never saw the first Ghostbusters movies, you'd really, really, really like the new one. But the problem is, you there is not a world where you can go watch the new Ghostbusters movies with not having seen the old ones. So, unless you're young and you just... You're, I was you're, almost part of that. Like, I actually just watched the old Ghostbuster movies two years ago. Yeah. See? You probably would have really liked them, because they're just... It, it's really neat, because it's like, um... They show up, they're, it's all about them getting cool guns. They have, like, a huge, cool fight scene. Um, fighting ghosts with different kinds of guns. And it's just like, wow, that was really action-y and cool-y. And, and I, li- I really like the villain. Um... The way he talked, really? the way he thought, yeah, I I liked him. He he was he was spooky and crazy, and he had a weird dialect that was kind of pretty memorable. Um, okay, in that respect, I okay, I'll give you I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. I just like the Michelin tire man, <laughs> <laughs> whatever he was, oh. the giant marshmallow guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's again. That's another homage. It's just like, well, they just do that because that was in the first one. You're like, well, wait, did they do that in the new movie? Is is it the marshmallow guy? They, um, they had a fun way of introducing that. And Tyler, I hate to go and hijack this here, but I would ahead. actually encourage people, whether you were on the bandwagon for this movie or if you were dead set against it, seriously, rent this movie and watch it because. Like Tyler's saying, it's not a bad movie. I would actually put it solidly in the good category. I wouldn't go great, but yeah, they were very thoughtful with this one and what they did with it. My big problem with it is that they did a lot of things different that were great. The action was much smoother. The build-up and on how the team kind of got together and came up with their own style was actually, I think, better structured than what the original had going for it. Yeah. The problem was the plot uh, didn't really match up. Um, I guess it, there wasn't a whole lot of intricacy to the plot. Like, yeah, no. Um, oh shit. What was what's her name? Um, the one character. Uh, I can't remember her name. Um, which one is my favorite character? Um, uh. <laughs> The uh, uh, not not the two main ones, but like the th- third one, uh, Holt Holtzman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she was hilarious. Yeah, no, she was great. She's like, she she was a combination. She's like a um, uh, the love child between a um uh. Why am I forgetting names all of a sudden? <laughs> it, they're names I should know. Because, like, you, you gotta know those characters. Uh, between Bill Murray and... And, uh... Um... Bankman and... Come on. Bill Bankman and... The really smart guy. Why am I forgetting his name? Egon. Egon. Spangler. Yes. <laughs> it's like, it's a weird combination. Because, like, in the in the movie, she's, like, the really smart character who's, like, making crazy shit. But then she's also, like crazy so she's not like the uh like with um spangler he's like the just the straight-faced um everything's extremely literal um yeah. where in the newest movie she's the really smart one doing crazy stuff but then she's also crazy crazy she's like so radical she just, edward all grown up 
Yeah, she has like these crazy antics that she does that just like she's not in reality, and that's why she can like make things because she's like, well, I'm just going to make this thing. And I don't know. I think she was my favorite character in that whole movie. Yeah, she was no, really she, fun. Yeah, she was great. Honestly, I feel like the cast was every bit as good as the original, which is the thing they needed to get the most right on there. Everybody was funny. Everybody was interesting. Everybody was unique. Once again, well, not everyone. Were, well, okay, not everyone, but. <laughs> You know what um, I mean, though. It was just different enough that that stuff was good. Like the fact that it was an all-female cast. I know that there's a lot of controversy that goes into that, and we'll go and keep as much of that out of the podcast as possible. But by the end of the movie, that was not a problem for me. It's like no. okay, no, they it held wasn't. their own. They did a good job. I would not go and say that the cast was any better or worse than the original, which is honestly a compliment because I don't think you could have a better cast than what was in the original. Or in this one. They did great. I will go and say, though, as nice as some of the touches that they went and did in there, like with the theme and on how that was incorporated into multiple parts of the movie, there were some really awkward forced moments. I took um, yes. my 16-year-old niece to see this movie, and she had not seen the original Ghostbusters beforehand. I did not realize that before I took her, because I would have forced her to watch the original first. No, I'm really but, no. This is good. Just to be like a good experiment because they can ask her what her thoughts are because she's gone into it without seeing the first one, which is exactly what I want to know. Because like yeah. some of those homages to like the things also seem too placed in there. Yeah, no, that's and that's just it. There were multiple points during the movie where she leaned over and was just like, "Is this a reference to something I'm not getting?" And one of them was just Bill Murray's character in the movie. I, I won't spoil what was going on oh, there, but yeah. it is the most forced, unfunny, and unnatural thing in cinema in recent years. Like, yeah. I yeah. don't know why they thought that was a good idea. I, don't I didn't really like his character, no. Yeah. I will go and say, Dan Aykroyd's one was actually really funny. Like, that was I agree, the one, that was really good. That was the one moment that got me. It was just like, okay, okay, you got one right, you got one right. <laughs> I also... Um, and then there was a. Uh, um, I also can't remember his name right now. The black guy. Yeah, the owner of the owner of the of the hearse hearse company. Yeah, he was, well, he uh, was... Winston Zettermore is his name, but Ernie Hudson, I think. Yeah, yeah, because he he was he's like all three all the ones that are still alive were had cameos in the movie. And that was Winston is the character's name, but yeah. So. I guess Rick Moranis didn't have a cameo. That's like the only one. Well, Rick Rick Moranis is essentially retired from actual like on. You can be acting. retired and still be in movies, Cole. Let me finish. Yeah. He, I'm, let me finish. He's retired from on screen. He does mostly voice acting now. Yeah, but you can still do cameos. That's the, that's the thing about cameos. Is he doesn't be... want to. That's the thing, though. He wants to try. He doesn't want to leave his family very often, so. Fine, never have to for a, it's a it's a cameo. That's the thing about cameos is you literally have to show up like one or two days and then your cameo's done and you go home. Yeah, yeah I suppose so. Um, so it's funny, how, like, it's funny how it takes like one or two days for like a five second scene or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah. Either way, it's it's okay now. Um, the Chris Hemmerts. What do you think about him in that movie? Uh, uh, this is all you guys. I haven't seen it yet. Oh my god! <laughs> this 
this is the ultimate love-hate moment because, and I'm not joking here, that is the only reason why my niece wanted to see this movie was because she saw that Thor was in it. Oh. And when you first right. see him, it is hilarious. Like, and the exact opposite of Janine, because she was just this catty bitch character. Janine was in that movie, too. She yeah. was. Yep. And yeah. she looked exactly the same. Yeah, I want to know, <laughs> know where right? the Fountain of Youth is, because she's clearly found it. But Janine was a catty bitch in the first and second movies. Yeah. And then you have Chris Hemsworth. Oh, my yeah. God. He is playing the male equivalent of a bimbo. The guy has no brain in his head whatsoever. He played it, he played it well, but, he did. but I feel the joke was funny for the first section, and then after that the joke ran thin, and it's just yeah, like, well, okay, we get it. So, so, so why did they do that then? Like, was he? I can't remember too much about the secretary in the original movie. What was she like? Um, just to, uh, imagine that catty bitch. Classic. Yeah, that's the best yeah. way to explain it. Yeah, exactly. Th- think about your idea of the average New York woman. Mm-hmm. Just to her get a picture like of talking, thinks uh, everybody's an idiot. A, a pizza and cheesecake. That's every time I think New York, I just think of food. So I can't think of the actual style. <laughs> um, think about I'm it. Sorry. Like, if you walk into customer service and they're doing something and then your presence there is like the most annoying thing in the entire world to them. Excuse me. Can I return this? No, forget about it. Yeah, or, they, or, or, the, or it's like a huge, or like, it's not like they make it sound like, even though it's like, it's their job to do it, it's like, <sighs> okay. Yeah. Ghostbusters, what do you need? Okay, yeah. God, I remember, okay. Yeah. yeah, she's chewing her gum. Okay, we got one, get him. Close the phone, and then she goes back to her phone. So I tell Janine that you don't go do that anymore, and... Like that, like that kind of secretary. You, you got it. You understand now. Yeah. So, yeah. And with Chris Hemsworth, they just make him a total idiot. Yeah. yeah. And they just take it too it's, far. Yeah. Like if they backed, if they wanted to make him like dumbish, but but that's not just it though. It's also the fact that it's a common thing for this particular director, apparently. Like, he has a thing for making women like super super intelligent and smart, but then making the the guys like complete idiots. Like I, a, just a role reversal? Yeah. I I will say, I've, I see where it's coming from there. There's, there's definitely some basis in that, but I don't think that's necessarily it, because that strikes me more as scripting-related issues than anything else. Because they wrote some really funny stuff for him, but then they decided, and it seemed to be a constant theme in the movie, they were layering up the jokes. So you started off with a really good setup and a really good joke, but then they would take it one step too far. Yep, they kept doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like Dan Aykroyd's moment in the movie. That was is legitimately one of the funniest moments out there. But they managed to suck some of the fun out of it with a follow-up joke that's just... I'm trying to remember what that follow-up was. I can't even remember to save my life. Like, I can remember verbatim what the original joke was, and I won't spoil it, because seriously, watch this movie. It's, it's not great, but... It is good, and you should go and respect it for that much. Yeah, no, it, it hits. It hits like what a movie in this time period is. 
Yeah. Like, because movies right now are like, they're a great combination of really funny and really actiony. And like, you go to these movies, and they're they're movies nowadays are way better than or they're the best they've ever been. Like, mm-hmm. you go to them and you're satisfied. Like, you go, you're entertained. You go there. You see lots of cool fight scenes and really cool things, and then you see a really f- bunch of funny jokes, and it doesn't seem like you're not there for a comedy, you're not there for an action movie. They've kind of like merged the two into one, and it's like it's a comedy action movie, which they're they're really good. And then nowadays, like I don't know if the CGI and stuff is going to start looking dated because, like, right now we don't we don't know what's better than this, so. It, CGI doesn't look dated yet, but maybe it will, maybe it won't. Because um, that's the thing with old movies is, like, you have a whole bunch of CGI that we do now. Like, most movies are, a good chunk are all just CGI. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I feel like, 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 oh, sorry, continue. Like, um, let's see, Ghostbusters has a bunch of, like, I guess um, Ghostbusters one. It's like looking won. back to old Star Trek, like the original series Star Trek with its original CGI. Like, that, like that's, you know what I mean, with the special effects. It's like looking back at that. Like what? You mean? If like oh, nowadays for looking, like the original series of Star Trek? Yeah, like the original um, series. Before, like looking back and it's like, oh, oh that oh, was dated. That, but uh, that's more of a funding thing. The original, that's like Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, where well, the original series of Doctor Who was like also poorly funded, so all the special effects were just shit. Yeah. It's funny because you think about like, you know, when you're talking about the action and comedy movies and, and some of the CGI they're using in some of these things. Like, I remember specifically, like, you know, it was in, kind of a little bit of an older movie. Uh, but do any of you remember Lethal Weapon 4? Yeah. 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 Like, Is that I, really I can't an old movie now? How many do they have? I thought they're only up to four. I think, yeah, it's up to four. But, like, that movie came out, what, in, like, late 1990s, was it? Yeah, that was, like, 97, 98. Yeah, oh, so, I'm like, I wonder, like, is it, like, a like you were saying, is it, like, a budget thing? So, in these new, like, action comedy movies, like, do people feel, like, compelled to use CGI? And is it a means to save money? I rarely see action comedy movies now that doesn't use CGI, like, heavily. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what movies don't really use CGI in general. And mostly independent films these days, and even that's starting to change. Like even hot, like Hot Fuzz had a little bit of CGI because of like obviously people are getting shot. You know they're going to do like animated effects. Um, yeah, but like when I CGI and like special effects are different. Like there's the practical effects, which is what they try to do with like the new Star Wars movie, where they said, "Hey, we're going to go back to more special effects instead of just being in front of a green screen the entire time." Oh, okay, okay, I get you, I get you. Um, but like. Every, every movie is going to have special effects in it. Like, you don't see movies without... The only movies that don't have special effects are, like, drama ones. Like, where it's not about this, the uh, about any of that. It's all about the writing and maybe the cinematography. Uh, if I can say that word. Holy shit. Cinematography. There we go. So it's the way it's shot, not what they're shooting. Um, but you go to, you go to movies to see things you don't get to see in real life that's so you got to use special effects in every movie mm-hmm. so that's definitely true and i'm we are getting a little bit off subject uh with that but 
I will go and say, I do think that, you know, there's definitely some discussion that goes on there. Star Wars, I don't think would have been, I should say Episode 7 specifically, I don't think would have been as big of a hit had they continued the trend that they were doing with Episodes 1, 2, and 3. Going back, yeah, going back to having conventional effects and less emphasis on CGI and having both conventional props, real set pieces... Uh, very minimal use of green screen backgrounds and scenery that I feel like made the movie feel more real versus, you know, I'm going and watching a Disneyland attraction, which is the way I felt watching episodes one, two, and three. That's something that does work for him, but there is a limit. There's a line that goes along with that. And I do think that there needs to be some um, reverence and respect for that line. I will say, going back to what we're talking about with reboots going too far, I know that there's a lot of people that are really hating on this film, but I watched the uh, Ghost in the Shell trailer that just came out. Oh, yeah. and Yeah, that's a great... Oh, we should talk about that. Okay, yeah. yeah, I have no idea whether or not that movie is going to turn out good or not, but watching that trailer, I went from okay, this just sounds like a disaster, because I've, I've made my point clear with a bit of this stuff. As much as I like her in The Avengers, Scarlett Johansson does not have a great movie resume. She's got a couple really? of real duds and overhyped films that have been in there. But I gotta say, she looks good in the role. The cinematography looks goddamn gorgeous, and the mixing between conventional and CGI effects really does look good. I really hope the movie turns out to be as good as the trailer was, quite honestly. Yeah, um, do you know what? I don't, when, it's hard to say, because, like, what, what anime movies have become live-action movies in, like, the last while? Like, Uh, I mean... Definitely, I mean, like fully funded ones, like actually funded ones. Yeah, like what we were talking about with the FMA trailer. Yeah, saw and talking about budgets and and like Attack on Titan and like because this 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 one's like shot is like produced like North American movie. Like uh, who's who's doing it? Who's making it? Uh, goes uh, in the hold show on a second. One. I'll get that information there. I can't remember off the top of my head, and I don't want to misquote that. Okay. Well, who who has seen Ghost in the Shell? Nope. I've only seen parts of the series. That's it. Parts of the series. The actual animated series. Yeah, standalone complex. Oh, oh Directed yeah. By Rupert Sanders, written by Jonathan Herman and Jamie Moss. Dude, honestly. Like- when I, I saw I, that trailer, I'm in producing a little bit. Like I'm in like what's production house? Oh, production house. Um, let me look. Paramount, DreamWorks, Reliance Entertainment, Album Partners, and Arad Productions. So Paramount and DreamWorks and Reliance. DreamWorks. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. Um. We'll two thousand eight. Yeah, in two thousand eight, DreamWorks was the one who. Uh, so there you go, Paramount uh, and DreamWorks. Um, yeah, DreamWorks is developing it. Paramount's the nat- or the uh, international publisher. Hmm. Crazy. Um, well, there you go. It's gonna be it's gonna be like shot and it's gonna be quality of like a big movie. Um, a A list movie. What, what what the hell are you call those? What's like because you have B movies and you have A movies. I guess that's that's all there is. Yeah, and 
I guess it's going to be shot like an A movie opposed to a B movie. There's more than B movie, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but well, when you think of a shitty movie, you call them B movies. You don't call yeah. them F movies or yeah. Z movies. Well, that's, that comes from know. the term B real. That's, sure. you know, just yeah. whatever they had that could be put together into something that worked. It's like a B movie started as an attempt at doing a movie that turned out so bad they could only make it into a bad film. So like a theme movie would be Sharknado. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know. That's that's intentionally trying to do that. That's the asylum. That's, that's the thing is those movies are like they've kind of like changed the term to adopt those as being B movies. So like if it was B like the B uh be real what it is it has changed now to being a b movie is like a shitty movie so sharknado even if they get lots of people in it and funding it's still being self-aware to shoot itself like a shitty b movie that's what they're aiming for it's like a genre in itself nowadays or anything by asylum they're they're like hey these are shitty quality movies let's turn this into a category yeah that's, that's exactly what it is um, it's just like the B movie category. It's like a movie that's made purposely to be low budget and look really shitty, and so they crank them out like nothing, costs nothing, but then they still get tons of hype and sell sell them for what? It, like the movie costs a dollar to make, and they sell it for two dollars. They sell a movie, they've made profit. It's like yeah, it, that's that's not the right term, but like that's. Uh, scaled to properly to make your money back. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, like, B-movies themselves have become their own genre. And, like, people purposely make shitty movies because they can sell. They can make them for nothing, and they sell enough to make the money back plus profit to keep themselves in business. Yeah. Which, no. However that works. But, like, um, back to the point... Yeah, <laughs> um, I guess you guys haven't like. I get Rob. You're the only one who's seen Ghost in the Shell. Then, yeah, apparently, yes. Other, would, other uh, than that would me, appear to I, be I, the I, case I, there. Um, so, so maybe, <laughs> this uh, might be maybe. an unpopular opinion from me, from most people. But Ghost in the Shell gets a lot of critical acclaim. I don't. I don't think it really like. I watched it and. I didn't really get much from it. No, no, man. You are entirely correct. And I'll tell you, Ghost in the Shell is kind of a weird one because that was put up in front of the Academy of Arts and Sciences. And it got a lot of acclaim when it was approached because it was an art house film, basically, is the way that the West looked at it. And I know that it was a big, her, I know that it was a big success. In, or well, in, mostly in Japan, there really wasn't a big international market for that kind of stuff. I think it's more of a generational film than anything else because I know that was like my first what I would call an R-rated anime uh, film. Really? Was is there anything in that that's really R-rated? I. It's more of the visual schemes of things, like because everything. No. I don't, I don't how how can I say it? I'm trying to think of the words. The words are the stuff that happens like the whole concept of that movie is the kind of are people still human anymore 
with their entire bodies basically being androids, and it's only their the ghost in the shell is what they refer to as what's left of your spirit, your, you, you as a person, is in this shell of a robot. But, yeah. like, they kind of mention that and they talk about that, but, like, it never really becomes a big thing. Like, the whole the whole actual plot of the movie, nothing really happens. Like, there's no big twists or anything I, like that. I think it's just the idea, and that's why people really kind of liked it. Because, I mean, did really anything else kind of touch on things like that? I know there have been, like, either, like, anime shows or movies, like, really old ones that may not have been as popular. But I think this is the first one that really connected with fans. I And I think you're probably right about that, but... I do feel, to Tyler's point, the idea, I think, is actually more prolific than the actual p- or the film itself. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, part I, of it I totally to go and do with the success of Blade Runner and kind of capturing some of that dystopian future cinematic vibe in a different medium. And it is gorgeously animated, not taking anything away from the film. But I oh, shit. feel like, They're... Tyler, it's kind of overhyped. Yeah I, there, yeah, I know. There is, like, at the very first scene is, like, it's weird. Because, like, the entire movie is animated. But the very first scene of Ghost in the Shell is, like, a CGI shot. And it's, the like, the only CGI shot in the whole thing. It's, like, the very first shot of, like, the main character. And it's mm-hmm. so off-putting. Because it's kind of like an old movie now. So the CGI is not the best CGI. So it looks really jarring and especially when you compare it to the rest of the movie where like none of it cgi except for that one opening scene and i don't know why they did that maybe it's just like a test or like them trying to do things but it could be um, i think that was just production ig trying out what they could go and do with a real budget <laughs> yeah so it's like the first scene is cgi and it's only the only part of it is like the girl and then the rest of it is all animation and if you've seen the trailer, the trailer is like the fight scene um, in a kind of pool of water while she's currently invisible. That's kind of... There isn't a whole lot of fight scenes in the movie, actually. Like, there's kind of that that middle one right there, and then there's another one uh, near the end. And then that's kind of it. Um so they basically showed you the kind of like the the bulk of it, and then the rest of it it's going to be mostly just people talking more than anything. Like a, a lot of action doesn't really happen in that movie either, um, and it's yeah, like a lot of plot doesn't like. It's more just the idea of it. I think that's the only thing that comes from it is like the idea of the movie that it sets, not the movie itself. Yeah. I mean, in many respects, I feel like they did a better job of going into the content or going into that idea in, like, the anime series that came from it and the movie based off the anime series. Because the first Ghost in the Shell, the idea was cool and the animation is gorgeous. And then its follow-up, Innocence... I, does anybody know somebody actually enjoyed Innocence? <laughs> I never actually got to watch Innocence. Like, the second movie? Yeah. Yeah, I never actually have seen it yet. I that that was the biggest letdown for me in terms of anything involving anime. Hmm. Like they just um, 
they tried to elaborate on a point that they barely touched on in the first movie, and it is so bogged down and overly dramatic, and the word action basically doesn't exist. Hmm. I could see... Um, oh, what do I want to say? Uh, my thought of the movie again, uh, like the first one, is it was the kind of movie where it's just like... It gives you snippets of the world itself. It's all world building. And then if you want to learn anything else or anything more, go read the manga. Seriously. Like if, it felt like a trailer for the manga. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. That's exactly what I think of it now. And when I think back of it, it's a, it's a, it's a trailer for the manga. They put out a movie, and it's got the concept of everything. And it's like, well, if you want to actually delve deep into this concept and get the grip of it, go into the manga, read the manga, which is stuff that animes would do a lot where just like they just do the first they'd make one season of anime just to say hey this is the world that it is if you want more go read the manga and it's like it's just not as exciting as like as reading the manga we probably learn more about it it's probably might be a little more interesting yeah yeah Yeah. who knows well there's it's gonna have more stuff in it so no, a lot of like, always... a lot of manga or books is obviously going to have like a way more crammed in it. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks that some of the movie makers are, like put in a position where they have to like make the movie good, but they have to they don't know what to pick and choose from the actual manga. Yeah, yeah. Well, and there's a lot of focus group stuff that goes into what they end up going and putting into the final storyboard scripts and all that stuff. It, it's a hard thing. I, I do actually have a lot of respect for the filmmakers that try to do this stuff, but. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of an interesting thing. That's the same way I feel about uh, Akira, although I will say that one I really do recognize as being a good movie. Goes that one, show up like, that uh, one actually I had like a beginning, middle, and end. And like it had... Uh, yeah, that, that one was a story. That one had a beginning, a middle, and an end, and it came to a resolution, and you got backstory. So that one's... That one's good. That didn't... That actually had like a plot, and... So yeah. I'd say Akira was. I'd love to see Akira in like a live action, way more than I would like to see Ghost in the Shell. I won't because, well, somebody horrible has already been cast for the role of a movie that hopefully will never come out. Wait, what? Yeah, they've been working on an Akira movie for several years. Same with well, the Cowboy Bebop movie, and both of them were going to star the same person. Well. Luckily, they were also trying to make a Halo movie, but that didn't work out. So I think we're clear. It got too expensive. That's what happened with the Halo movie. It got way too freaking expensive to do the movie. Mm. I, I, I don't know. I'm not even sure that Peter Jackson was all that serious about that. Considering on how many of these direct-to-DVD or direct-to-online television series and movie stuff they've been able to do... They could make a movie out of it. I just think they don't know how to go and take a character that you know has all of 13 lines of dialogue in the course of a 12-hour game and make a movie around it. You know, the world of Halo is great, but how do you make one that's going to be marketable? Yes. Um, I stopped watching. I'm actually watching the uh, like the newest trailer for Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> and actually, this looks way better. It it's kind of scares me a little bit. It feels like it has a different feel than the actual anime. It's like more creepy and like and strange. No, that's that's like the first movie was kind of like that. Um, and they've got scenes from the movie, 
but then they got tons of extra stuff in here. And like, that's good. I like that because I think it'll make it make it like a it's got way more action. It's already seen. Yeah. I've already seen a bunch of scenes in here that are like from the movie that are what it is. And now they actually have a couple scenes that have like they completely changed. Like there's one scene where like she jumps off the building in the movie and then she just falls past and then she just shoots one guy through the window and then falls down and that's it. In this one, in the trailer for like the live action, she like jumps into the window and then she has like a huge fight scene inside. She's so, so on the first one you say she just drops down, shoots him as she's falling, it's like high by pop. Yeah, exactly. Exactly how it goes. <laughs> that's exactly right. where it's just like she's there, shoots the one like they didn't even notice her. Like they're just having a conversation. Uh, and it's like a political there's a lot more political stuff in it and so it's like someone's trying to run away and become a political uh, refugee to someone and then like she just flies by and shoots the one guy and then it's just like that's it yeah. so so yeah. trying to get back on subject a little bit here I'm just going to go and read off a list of remakes or reboots that are coming out between now and supposedly the end of 2017 some of these don't actually have theater release dates but they're probably going to come out they're all slated for 2017 yeah i have a list of of a couple as well that i found yeah that then i'll I'll go in we'll go back and forth between the two yeah but my list doesn't really say when it would expect to come out it's just that it wants to Okay, okay. Uh, we might want to keep that stuff out because I've ran across a few of those lists when researching for this, and a lot of them actually haven't even been greenlit yet. Mm-hmm. They're just, you know, in pre-production. So that's, you might have one of the big. You thing. might have some that are in there, but yeah, um, these are ones. How many? How many movies do they have that they're like? They just throw out there as an idea, and then people are like, "Oh, that could be a movie. That could be a movie." And then it's just like people say, "Oh, maybe that's going to happen." But like, there are so many movies that get. Uh, said that like they're gonna make this movie and it just never happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so these are ones confirmed uh, by the studios. They either have hard release dates or they at least go and have a seasonal release period from the mm-hmm. studios. So looks like the next one coming up here with a solid release date is going to be Beauty and the Beast. Not surprising. People have seen Emma the trailer Watson. on there. Emma Watson. Well. Yeah. Well, that that's not. They're going to do it for every single one. They've been doing it for a long time now. They've been yeah, exactly. That's Emma Watson not, actually said no to a live action remake of what was it? It was what was it was it was one just before this. I'm trying to remember right. Um, trying to remember now. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. You do that. I'm actually kind of looking forward to this one, to be honest. I don't feel like there's a problem going and taking an animated property and going and adapting it to live action, as long as they treat it with the right kind of reverence. It looks like this is going to be one of those cases. I'd really like to see something done in the reverse. I really want to go and see a movie like... This might sound a little bit like heresy here, but... I'd actually really like to see them try instead of going and having Harrison Ford come back and do another Indiana Jones or recast them with a flavor of the week actor. Let's go and do an Indiana Jones animated movie instead. Just go and take something existing in a live action format and go and try adapting it to a new visual medium. I'd, I'd be kind of interested in seeing something like that. So I got a list. I'm looking at a list of stuff. Yeah, for remakes. So this is what Disney basically is going to be doing. 
is they're just making live action versions of all their animated stuff. Cinderella. Cinderella. Uh, that's already been done. No, I know, but that was the one that I was talking about before. Oh, okay. So they I'm had a one. said no on that one. The girl that was in there, I'd never heard of her before, and she did great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did uh, Maleficent, which is like Sleeping Beauty. Yep. Uh, which is like an interesting. It's, it's kind of it's not a remake. It's a reimagining. Yeah. So that's kind of different. Um, Cinderella. Yeah, that was one. Jungle Book just got done. Yep. Uh, Beauty and the Beast is coming out. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they're going to do a Mulan. Yeah, although that one, they haven't actually confirmed anything on that one yet, other than the fact that they're supposedly doing it. So we'll see like, whether or not that actually turns into something. Like the one Disney, that Ami- uh, Disney, Disney Mulan or like the Grim Mulan? Because <laughs> that'd be depressing as hell. Oh, seriously. Um, the other one that I've seen that kind of, of course, jumped out to me was, of course, Jumanji. Yeah, that's that was one of the ones I was going to talk about there. Oh, they're shit, making- yeah. Jumanji. Because that one hits really hard because I'm a huge Robin Williams fan. So Yeah. Man, they even yeah, announced I... things like Dumbo. And Yeah. Tim Burton's Dumbo. Man, yeah. I haven't even seen any of these. <laughs> Tim Burton? Yeah, Tim Burton's doing Dumbo. Oh, Tinkerbell, Peter Pan. They've already done so many Peter Pans. Yeah. <laughs> they done Aladdin. Uh, Disney originally announced a prequel called Genies that would devolve into Genies backstory. Honey, I shrunk the kids is apparently to TBA still. Mm. I yeah, might see whether that. or not that turns into anything. See, Disney's such a powerhouse that if I see them say, "Hey, we're going to make this movie," they're probably going to make the movie. Like, I wouldn't, I don't discount that. They've got so much funds and so much power behind them that whatever problems happen they'll be able to overcome them. They're too big. Whatever problems happen, they'll throw it in the vault, and then ten years later, they'll re-release it with some modifications. I'm looking at at this list of uh, uh, just random ones, and and one that's on here is uh, Bill and Ted. Oh, my God, Bill and Ted 3, that's happening. As a remake sequel. They talked about that a a while ago, like a few years ago. And here's the funny thing. Keanu and Alex Winter are still are still playing Bill and Ted. Yeah, yeah, no, they got their back in. Like now. Yeah, oh, I Alex Winter actual... did not age well. Yeah, no, no, he has not. I haven't seen a slated release date on that one, but yeah, that one, that one's been in the works for a while. I think that's one that they're probably already have done, and they're just waiting for you know a soft weekend to go and open that one at. Because mm-hmm. according to rumors, it's going to be really under budgeted. The birds is apparently is apparently going to be re-released. They've been talking about that for ten years. I'm I'm writing that one off. <laughs> With Naomi Watts and Deidre Van Rugen as the as the director. Yeah, no, I'll I'll believe it. I'll believe it when I see a trailer. Cool. Yeah. No, but let's see here. We've got Kong Skull Island coming out. The Mummy. That actually doesn't look bad. That one doesn't look bad. No, it's not to say that all of these are necessarily a bad thing. They seem to be taking that one in a different direction. And I, I have to admit, gonna... sorry, I have to admit that, like, I watched the trailer for it, and it's interesting. Yeah, like no, it's like... like people get mad when you drop bombs on their island. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like, no, oh, I... you're all, oh, you think you're you're all gonna die? Just the guy talking is like, oh, you're all gonna die. <laughs> Yeah, no, I want to watch that movie, honestly. Like, that, that <laughs> looks good. And, you know, I love the original. 
uh, was okay with the one they did in the 80s. Then there was the Peter Jackson one. Apparently Mary Why? Is was that Peter Jackson? Yeah. With, uh, yeah, that was the first movie Jack he did Black after Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah, it was called Peter Jackson's King Kong. <laughs> huh. Well, so... Is that technically a remake thing? Because weren't they deciding to do a whole bunch of monster movies? Because that's also the uh, Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, did, what did they call it? Did they call it Frankenstein? What was the name of that movie? Mm-hmm. Daniel Radcliffe was in it. Oh, was he yeah. Wasn't that Victor Frankenstein is what they called that one? I oh, think no, so. Because um, they did the Dracula movie. They did a Frankenstein movie. A, I guess they're doing a Kong movie. So like they're doing, this is this is like the monster movies. This is the idea is they're doing the whole. Um, ever since Marvel started their big movie, what, what what do we call that? What is there a name for that? Like the movie the, series, the MCU, yeah, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, it, no, I'm I don't mean their specific thing. I mean the whole concept in general. Does that have a name? Um, I, not to my knowledge. A a cinematic universe. I guess is the best word to use. Um, yeah. Like the monster movies are trying to make a cinematic universe. So they had like Dracula, they had uh, Victor Frankenstein. They're doing, I think they're doing a mummy. I guess that's what the mummy is. That's right. That's what the mummy is. Well, so with- I know what you're talking about. And this actually isn't that universal pictures has been trying to go and do a reboot in a Marvel style cinema franchise, going and rebooting all of their classic franchises. You know, whether it go and be Dracula, Frankenstein, the mummy and all that, these are all being done by different studios. It's like universal announced that and everybody bought up the rights to go and do film adaptations of all of these old books and have just come out with them one after another after another. And it seems like that, but it's not what they were talking about originally. And what? Why? Who is Frankenstein in the movie made by? Hmm? Um, oh, no, that's the wrong movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was two Frankenstein movies that have come out in the last uh, year and a half. Because there was, uh, what was it? I Frankenstein. Starring Aaron Eckhart. Ah, oh, man, I wish I had could find things for Victor Frankenstein. Victor Frankenstein. Yeah, okay, I was right on that one. Uh, what was I Frankenstein about? Uh, that was the monster got put together and for the last 150 years he's been destroying other monsters of the night. Basically they went and took the Van Helsing model and tried to go and make it dark as shit instead of just campy and goofy. Well, it was supposed to be dark as shit to begin with. Yeah. Um. Damn. I can't even see... I can't even find what this... the Victor Frankenstein movie was... who was that produced by? Uh, I guess I'll just come out and say it, guys. It was me. 20th Century Fox. Yeah. Who who did the Dracula movie? It's Dracula Untold? Dracula yeah, Untold. Yeah, Dracula Untold. Um, Universal Pictures. Hmm. 
Well, well, what is Universal's Pictures up to? What kind of movies do they got going on? Yeah. Comcast era. Yeah, well, hold on. Stuff. It was only distributed by Universal. It was done by Legendary. Let's see. They've got... What do they have up to things? Uh, ooh, eh, mm, uh, I don't know. Well, actually, I swear I, that yeah, was a thing. I swear there was like a cinematic universe from all the well, monster movies. No, no, you're you're right about that because that was something that Universal announced. And yeah, this. So I am incorrect on Dracula Untold, but that is the only one that's come out for that. Because it's not sharing a connection with The Mummy, which is being produced by uh, Universal in conjunction with a couple of other studios. They still have plans to do more of it, but it's not... It's not gone well. Mm. Here we go, here we go. Oh yeah, because the films supposedly attached to this are going to be... Oh wait, hold on a second here. I'm getting conflicting information. Oh, okay, now I understand. All right, all right. All right, so The Mummy actually starts this series. Yeah, the Monsters Cinematic Universe, as they're referring to it. The Mummy starts it off. Then there's the Untitled Invisible Man film, the Untitled Wolfman film, the Untitled Van Helsing film, the Untitled Creature from the Black Lagoon film, and the Untitled Bride of Frankenstein film. Hmm. These are all currently, like, in the making? Wait, Supposedly. So, and what, Count Dracula is not in that? Well, I think that's part of the Van Helsing film that's coming up here. So Dracula Untold was originally billed as part of it, but has since been uh, pulled back. They've retconned it as part of this. Oh, no, they'll probably put it in. They gotta put it in there. Because, like, well, they unless... did a whole fucking after-credits thing of, like, him being in modern time and everything. I think they were hoping. I think they were hoping that it was going to be a bigger success than it turned out to be. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, but there, there we go. So that is a thing. Yeah, it so is a it's thing. The monster cinematic universe. <laughs> and they're making all the monster movies, and they're doing the whole cinematic universe. That's the big trend now, too. Yeah. It's all remakes and cinematic universes, which I. I like the continuity. I like to have... I like having movies that, like, they're not just one-shots. They're, like, they're all related to each other. So you can see them, and then you kind of... You get a fuller picture. Opposed to just... Because, like, when you watch a movie, it has to be condensed into that movie slot. Be it... If it's going to be a long movie, two hours. But even then, it's two hours of stuff that you have to condense down. Where you can throw every movie have their own two hours so in turn if you like put the entire story in between however many movies they have it's like a full you can marathon that for two days like a whole 48 hours yeah well i see this as being a real good solution to the sequels problem because a lot of times people do want to see more of these characters they fall in love with with a good first film but it seems like most of the time the sequel is never as good as the original. Things like what they've done with the MCU really goes and offers the ability to go and revisit the world and even possibly the characters, but without having to go and rehash the same stuff over and over. I'll say Iron Man 2 and 3 kind of um, screwed up what could be a good equation there, but... Oh, yeah, so, I do, but 
two and three. I won't say that they're bad films. It's just number two felt like a generic sequel. I think what it's like, what it comes down to with those sequels, like especially with the Marvel Universe, is the first movie, at least for me personally, you guys might share this or not, the first movie, when they're introducing a superhero, like say the first Captain America or the first Iron Man, you know, that sets up their story. And when those movies are done well, the first movie ends up being fantastic. Mm-hmm. So then the second movie, they have to live up to that. So I think subconsciously, we're like, or I mean, not even subconsciously, we're comparing it. We're comparing yeah, the sequels true. to the first. I definitely and agree with that. I also want to say, is they never hit their stride until Avengers. Yeah, Avengers yeah, with, with they, you, they bring everyone in for Avengers, which... Yeah, is, that's is, when they hit their, like, the, this is the kind of movies they are stride. Um, yeah. But the then first you also ones are not that kind of feel. Like they're not the full action comedy feel of movies. Like they have defined now what this genre, like the era we're in for movies. The first ones are all of them. They're not as funny. They're not as. They're more just kind of like action movies more than anything. I, I think that they started off that good. way, but you know, look at a movie like Ant Man or Doctor Strange. I mean. As good as the action components were, I wouldn't say that's what the film was really built on. It was more on uh, good character dynamics and a nice mix of comedy going and breaking up serious plot points. Okay, uh, Ant-Man was more comedy than it was action, I can tell you I'll that. I agree with that. Yep. Um, Doctor Strange? That was more... That was a lot of action. That was a lot of special effects. Special effects, I would agree with, but I don't know if I'd call that action necessarily. Uh, that's no, you have you have to call. What do you call buildings like transforming and moving around themselves? What what else would you describe that as? I wouldn't go and describe that as an action shot. Well, there's a lot of actions happening in that shot. There, there's a lot of actions happening, but I wouldn't call that an action shot. You gotta call that an action shot because, like, where else would you put that in? Like. How would you define that shot? An a active shot? scenery shot? <laughs> a scenery shot? Yeah. That's not your typical... That's not a, That's not a... When you say a scenery shot, that's not a scenery shot. A scenery shot is like you're taking a picture of the current scenery that you normally see. Like you're, you went outside and took a photo. That's... That's different. That's a, that is a scenery shot, but it's like a... The world transforming around itself... And it's just something you don't see any t- all the time. So it, it can't define it as, like, your typical cinematic scenery shot. That's what, that's what it normally is when you define that. Um, it's because, like, that's what it is. You're, you're not there for what it looks like. You're not there for, like, oh, there's some pretty buildings. It's the fact that the buildings themselves are shifting and moving into each other, and the whole world is constantly changing. And but that's the basis of perspective in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's not defining yeah. an action right there, because there is motion does not necessarily define action. The well, intimacy of the shot is not there the same way as it was. And minor spoiler territory here. There's a fight where the world is warping. People are running up the side of buildings. And it is the most fucking awesome visual scene you'll see. That stuff you go. You just consider to be part of an action shot. You just words that you describe action. 
Yeah, that's that right there. One of those scenes. Yes, I would go and refer to as an action shot, but I don't think I would go and put that when he's first going and getting an experience of the world warping around him. I wouldn't call that necessarily an action shot. What, what do you mean? The first thing we see is them fighting. Like it's like the first scene of the world's warping is like them stealing something and then the ancient one fighting them in that oh, world. Oh yeah, for the world. opening sequences. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's what we see as the as the uh, people the first time uh benedict uh cumberbatch cumberbatch i'm trying to think of the many other names he has benetrice is the cumner whatever uh eggs benedict, got a million of a master wife <laughs> uh eggs benedict uh cumberbun yes. what he has um like his first thing no, even then, the first thing you see him see the world is them throwing through him through like a kaleidoscope of shit. It's like it's hard to say it as a scenery shot because it's not it's not a picture of the scenery. They're making images through CGI that are completely crazy and out there that you normally don't see to stimulate you. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to have to just go and disagree on this because you and me might be able to go for hours on that one particular movie. <laughs> yeah. So, because like all those things are, they're action shots. I I, like, I would agree that there's action in them, but I just can't go and call all of that an action shot. It's the problem. Because it's, it's like the kind of action, like you, you don't, I don't know. It's, that's, that's the only way I can define an action shot is like, action it stimulates you and then your thoughts the thoughts of you having there's like that was fucking cool that's what you get from an action shot um so it's an action to stimulate you in the sense that you get that kind of feeling from it i can totally uh, understand that but that's usually for like x-rated movies i watch <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't think we could go any farther than that statement right there from dane <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great that's great where yeah because like that's the only way i can describe that where you get like it's shot it's they do things that are very um fast-paced things happening to stimulate you in such a way that you're like that was fucking cool and you're like all hyped about it like that's the only way i can divine an action shot like something you remember like if you put your like uh, fight scenes or anything in it. It can just be cool things happening. It's like something something that happens you remember for a while. Like you see it happen. Like your arm hair just kind of sticks up. You feel like, yeah. oh my god. And yeah. if we're defining it that way, Tyler, I will totally give that to you. I just don't think that that's the proper vernacular when it comes to a particular shot in the terms of the cinematography there. Uh, yeah, that's like, like describing the chase scene from Jurassic Park where the T-Rex is going and chasing down the Jeep and they're going and, you know... How is that not an action shot? That's an action shot. That's exactly no, the ac- an action shot. No, that's the action shot is where he eats the guy in the stall. That was an yes. action shot. I mean, that was memorable. <laughs> I, I'd also say that's an action shot. I, uh, and defining it that way, if that's the way you want to go and put it, I'll agree with you there. Well, how yeah. would you how would you define an action shot then? That's a clear chase shot because you've got motion going and moving in one chase direction. Shot, with a chase shot is an action shot. A chase shot would be the subgenre of an action shot. <laughs> like I said, we're just we're batting around the vernacular here. I think we like because an action shot is such like a basic like when you go down like 
it all stems from one thing. Like, you can go down the tree, but there's going to be a base of the tree. And, like, if you go into, like, the Greek philosophy of theater is there's tragedy and comedy. It's, that's the two. So even all action shots are just comedy. It's either it makes you happy or it makes you sad. Those are the two basic things. So all action shots come from that. Uh, but I like to define action shots and comedy shots as being kind of more different than that because they didn't have so much action in theater yeah. in the olden days. The most action they had was someone got stabbed, and mm-hmm. that's about it. But whatever, that's that's what I, it is. I we're just coming at this from different perspectives. I think we could both agree there was action. It was good. We had fun. Go see Doctor yeah. Strange. Yeah. yeah. So, so Doctor Strange. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Let, what were we talking we about on... before? What was the topic? <laughs> we were talking about movie reboots, and then it became Tyler and Rob debate cinematography. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yep. What an action shot is like, like how else do you explain an action shot? <laughs> action is happening in the shot. Guaranteed. Somebody but by that like... definition, that's literally everything. Well, not yeah. a action. The way that definition sounded, it sounded like we're, that. We're, 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 we're a, just going to leave it. We're going to leave it. We're going to leave it. Let's, let's go and finish this thing off here real quick. <laughs> I'm just going to go and name some movies that are coming out that are remakes coming in 2017. Who will actually go and see these out of the group? So first things first, Beauty and the Beast? I'm in. Possibly. Eventually, yeah, yeah possibly. Nah, Cole, don't say that. Maybe, maybe. You... We'll go maybe then. Yeah, yeah. 30 years from now, he'll get to it. Christy will make did him you, watch did, Cole, what have, did you watch Cinderella? No. Did you watch Jungle Book? No. Did you watch... What were the other ones? Um, Alice in Wonderland? Yes. Which one? The first one? The Burton one. Oh, yeah, I watched that. The second one? The not no. Burton one. Didn't watch the no. second one? Um, did you watch... What's the other one? Is that all Maleficent? of them? A Maleficent? No. I wanted to, though. I never got around to it, unfortunately. It's on Netflix. Oh, awesome. Okay. So, well, statistically, Cole's a no. Okay. Goals and no. Dane? And Dane from the toilet! Oh, it might be in the bathroom. I don't know. Maybe yeah. he fell asleep. He'll, he'll come back eventually. Alright, the blog. Wait, what movie are we oh, I'm, I'm, I've been muted the whole time. Shoot! <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I am going to see it. <laughs> good man, good man, good man. Alright. So, next one up in the line, the blob. Nope. No. Googling. <laughs> what the hell is this? <laughs> a very, no! very, a really old film. No. <laughs> Alrighty then. Uh, Flatliners? Nope. Flatliners? Probably not. Flatliners know. is from like the, from 86 or something like that. No. Okay. Uh, the third attempt at rebooting just as a standalone film, Friday the 13th. Never. Oh, Ellen the... Page is going to be in the Flatliners. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, oh. I'll go for it. Friday the 13th? Uh, 
I don't know how that's gonna go. It's like literally just gonna be like every other movie. Yeah. No, I'm I'm still confused on why that one. They feel like they need to remake it because they just. Michael Bay did a reboot of that one in. Hold on a second. I've got this. 2009. What was that one? That was Jason X, wasn't it? No, no, that that was before that. Wasn't that in 2000 that one came out? Oh, maybe. Was yeah. it Jason versus Freddy? No, that was before that. was that. Golden. I love that. That was a great comedy. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Man, all, the, all the Nightmare on Elm Streets are great comedies. You gotta watch all of them, and they're hilarious. Yeah. Don't go, into, don't go into them expecting to be scared. Go into expecting to laugh, and you're gonna love them. Oh, man. Like, my favorite scene is, like, Freddy, he, like... Um, he, he takes, like, there's a guy that has, like, a ear, hearing aid because he's deaf. And then Freddy, like, pulls his ear aid out. And so he's, like, behind him dancing and making funny movements because he can't hear him. And he's like, oh, 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 shaking his arms about. And he's laughing and he's like, okay, I'm going to kill you now. There's another one where, he, like, he transports kids into, like, a video game. And he's, like, sitting on the desk and he's, like, got the joystick and, like, he's watching TV. And he's just, like, playing an 80s video game because... The kids are in the game and they're gonna die, and it's yeah. just it's just having a good, good time. So, yeah, those are hilarious movies. Yes, yes, they are. So All Jason right, versus Freddy. It's a it's a fucking funny movie. Go see it. Yes, yes, it is. So, yes, it is. possibly on Friday the Thirteenth for me. Okay, okay. So, possibly on that one there. Um, Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. I'm going to see it. Nah. Uh, maybe. I'll see it. Just I'll see it with friends. I will see it with friends. Yeah, that's kind of the way I feel as well. But I, I have to see on how different it is and whether or not it can improve on the original or if it just feels like a cash grab on a popular property. So we'll, we'll see. Is. Hopefully, so What I hopefully. saw from the newest trailer is it's going to be... They're going to expand on it quite a bit. There's going to be a I, lot I more action so. in it. So like, they've so. only... They've only shown in like the trailers in the movie, like this little snippets, like the ones that are like shot for shot <laughs> in the movie. But then yeah. from the newest trailer, they've got tons of extra stuff in there. So, yeah, yeah. I'm Which really, I'm, I'm really curious. I'll, I'll go watch it most definitely. I'm really happy to hear that because I can't, I can't deal with another uh, Aeon Flux. I, j- I just can't. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else see that horrible crap? Yeah. Though? No. Yeah. <laughs> Killed Charlie Theron's career. Oh. It um, yeah, it's what the hell? Aeon Flux and what was the other one that was like almost exactly like it came out in the same time? Uh, oh remember. my gosh! Um, you know, like, like uh, not Lux. Was it Lux? There's Aeon Flux. Wasn't there another one called Lux? Not that I remember. Or Lex. Was it Lux or Lex? And Flux. And I can't remember the name of the movie. But it like I, I came at like the same time and it was like almost exactly like the movie, but it was Yeah, and I feel like the names were similar. Like there was an X in it or something. Yeah. Jeez. You, you keep working on that one. We're gonna keep moving down this list hey, here. I'll, I'll come back to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Jumanji? Definitely. Yes. Yeah, maybe. I I need to see I need to see a legit trailer because I don't know. I'm like Cole, big Robin Williams fan, and this got announced like the day after he died, and it's been fast tracked. 
I don't know. This feels like a cash grab to me, but hopefully that's not. Hopefully that's not uh, the case here. Just wait. It'll be like Jumanji is actually a card game this time. They're like, you activated my trap card. And the monkeys come out of nowhere. You nice. see, if that's what they did with it, I'd be all over that shit. Dude, me too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I'm petitioning for Jumanji to become Yu-Gi-Oh! America. Um... <laughs> Uh, all right, all right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, new King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Uh, like, yeah. is it Saber or like actual King Arthur? Mm. I have like, no if it's, if it's a Fate Stay Night stuff here, no, no, it's not Fate it. Stay. No, no, it's, <gasps> it's it's King Arthur, the legend. Lame. Yep. All right. Uh, Kong Skull Island. Uh, sounds like we have some pretty uh, pretty good feelings on that one. Uh, maybe eventually. Yeah. Uh, what is that? That guy looks like Nathan Drake. Yeah, kind of. Uh, yes, then. <laughs> all right, all right. So, uh, got that going there. Uh, the Mummy. I'm, I'm just saying it now. Nope. I'm gonna go see it. I, I did like the Mummies before, so. Oh, I, I don't think it's. I don't uh, think it's gonna be the, like the Mummies you think. There, it's, it's gonna be. It's like the Brendan Fraser Mummies are completely different. I feel will be from this mummy. This mummy will be probably more closer to the original black and white mummy. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I don't know. The producers are talking like they're taking the Brendan Fraser movie and trying to make a. Well, I mean, part of part of it's because it's part of that monster cinematic universe, but it sounds like they want to take the success of the Brandon Fraser one and just go and remake it. So I don't know. I'm uh, I'm out. Man, <laughs> just do you, between does anyone Tom remember the cartoon mm. oh yep. right there was a cartoon of that wasn't there i remember the cartoon ultraviolet oh my god oh my god that horrible movie that sony couldn't even i think it was sony they couldn't agree on what to go and put as the movie's description and none of them were correct to the plot that was the name of the movie oh my god right that was a thing oh my god oh my god Ugh. All right, all right. We're, we're finishing this up. We got two more on the list here that are confirmed for 2017 release. Uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming, the MCU Spider-Man film joint between Marvel and Sony Pictures. Yeah, I'd watch that most definitely. Yeah, just because it's MCU, I'm there. What was yeah. it again? Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yes. Yes. You saw him for f- <laughs> you saw him for three minutes collectively in Civil War. Now he gets his own movie. He's good in, in Civil War. He was. I'm actually looking forward to seeing him without what felt like really forced character chemistry with him and Robert Downey Jr. Um, yeah, I don't know. He had like a lot of chemistry with all the characters, and that was like the thing. He was like the talk. They made him the talkative one, which he's supposed yeah. to be. Yeah. Well, when he was in costume, oh my god, I absolutely loved it, and I did like Tom Holland's character. It was just there's something really unnatural about that scene in his bedroom with Robert Downey Jr. and the two of them talking. Like it starts off pretty good when Tony's being coy and all that stuff, but then he tries to be this almost mentor-like character, you know, trying to go and get him in and agree and all that stuff, and it just feels really awkward. Like I liked it in theaters, but when I watched it back. Actually, it was kind of creepy. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Uh, I really want to see start. more of Tom Holland, though. I thought that he was great as Spider-Man. I think he's, at least from what we've seen so far, he's my favorite live-action Spider-Man. So, uh, 
Yeah, yeah. Give me, uh, give me that movie. I want to see that. All right, and now we have the final one, and the one that honestly I am the most terrified by to go and see on this list. Stephen King's It. Oh no, no, nope. no! Absolutely not. I am terrified of it. <laughs> Hmm. Would you care to elaborate a little bit more there, Dane? I, I rather liked your reaction there. Uh, okay, so back when I was like four or five or whatever, you know, sometimes stuff will come on, like Friday the 13th, right? It would come on. I wouldn't understand what was going on, really. You know, I was freaking four. Oh, yeah, killer guy. But I, I just wasn't scared. Then it comes on. And it's this spider galactic clown thing that's in a grate. So, like... I saw a scene where this kid's looking through this grate, and there was the fucking clown. Something I am terrified of, if you're like, say like you're in a swimming pool, right? And you go to the deep end, and you look down, and you see those grates. I am terrified of that. I cannot look down and look at the grates in the deep end of a pool. So any really? kind of... Yeah. I, I get really scared of it. Interesting. So anything with, like, grates, and then throw it in clowns, a scary fucking clown. I think I... I I cried so much I must have passed out because I don't remember what happened after that, but that was enough to make me be like, no, hell no, no clowns, no it, fuck that noise. <laughs> All right, that uh... there's only one it that I care for, and it's cousin it. <laughs> really? Not even the adorable Tim Curry alien space monster spider thing from yeah, Maine. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> Tyler? The adorable... Tim Curry... What, what are you talking about? In the original movie, Tim Curry played the clown. Oh, did he? God, I gotta go. Maybe I should rewatch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Hello, Georgie. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. I don't know. Um, it might be really good. Yeah, it might be really good. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. There's some movies that I like. I'll see eventually. It's like, yeah, some movies I'll see eventually, and some I'll see in theater. So they're kind of all yeses. Um, it's just how long until I actually get to see them. Mm-hmm. So. Like the uh, monster movie ones are probably like a maybe. When when they come out on DVD, I'll probably watch them then. Uh, but like the other ones that are, I'm really looking forward to, I'll probably go see in theaters um, when they come out. So, yeah. Yeah. I see. I watch a lot of movies. That's, that's one of the things I do is watching movies. It's nice because they can go after work and they can go on a Monday night and then it's like completely empty in the theater on a Monday night and just go watch a movie. Wind down. It's relaxing. Or you can just stream something. When it comes out on DVD, you're going to find it on the internet somewhere and you just go watch it. <laughs> okay. That's it? No one, No one's got anything to say about that? Nope. No, no, I, I felt that that was pretty well worded. <laughs> okay. Well then.
So, I think we know what time it is. It's time for Dane to take us out. All right. Um, for supper. You got to take us out for supper. No, no, I already had two of those. He's taking us to breakfast. Speaking uh, of which, you... speaking of breakfast, before we go, Dane, did you see that gigantic um, uh, bowl of ramen or whatever the hell it was? Yes, that and people my body have been has been ready for it. Let's exp- it's like 20 liters of, of food. It's like ridiculous. See, I did a challenge like that at Fanime this past year. That's why you guys need to come to Fanime and we'll do the ramen challenge. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. I can't afford to go to Fanime. Oh, yeah, you mm-hmm. can. What's the exchange rate? Can... I mean, you probably get a steal. You'd have to no, buy it. I think it the only way that that's working out for them at this point is just they go into uh, my bags and go and uh, somehow get onto the airplane. Hey, hey in South... San Jose? In Southwest, oh. two bags fly free. Yep. We don't have yeah. Southwest up here. Yeah, I know. I that's right, have... you probably have like... The Northwest or North West Jet, actually. West Jet. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's not Southwest. It's West Jet. Yeah. Okay. So guys, is that uh is that about it? Are we ready to ready to wrap this up? Yep. Yep. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Check us out on iTunes and help us out by giving us a five star review. Don't forget about the legacy archives on SoundCloud. We are on YouTube as well for all our multimedia projects, including Cosplay Mom, which is coming soon, and a few new ideas launching. Please hit us up on Twitter at Sakura Rangers and our email, SakuraRangersPodcast at gmail.com, and our Facebook group, Sakura Rangers Podcast. It's going to be a great season, and we hope you'll join us for all that. And of course, we are doomed, updating every Monday. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.